I've got a really important one for you today, and it's all based on that phrase, I don't know. Let's go. Self-care isn't easy. It requires doing hard things. Being uncomfortable is mandatory. It's not for the weak, and it's not for the fragile. But that's okay. We don't mind. Because we are weakless. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to A Moment of Weakless. This is episode 22, and we are going deep today. This is an important subject. It's going to be relatively easy for you to wrap your head around, but it's going to be much, much more difficult out in the field when you're in the trenches and doing the work. And this concept is all based around that phrase, I don't know, like I said in the introduction. And the short story is that there are very, very many situations when it comes to self-care, doing the work, being weakless, in which you need to make, I don't know, completely unacceptable. Now, let me explain. All the way back in the beginning of this podcast, in episode one, I told you a little bit about my history and how we got here. And I told you that I had developed a diet and it worked like a miracle and I was swimming in before and after pictures and then everybody ended up quitting and then a lot of people would come back around and ask me why they quit. If I asked them, why did you quit? They'd go, I don't know. That's one example. Then on a very regular basis, I will come across situations where I can instigate that answer so easily. Somebody will be working with me and telling me that they really want to take better care of themselves. And then at night they eat junk food. And if I ask them, why do you eat that junk food? They'll go, I don't know. I just think that, and then they start guessing. So even in the moment, not just in the big grand scheme of things, like I was doing really well and I slowly faded out, even in the moment, individual decisions can be answered with, I don't know, especially that question, why did you eat that junk food or Why did you decide not to go walk? Or why did you stay up late? That one's a really big one. You keep saying you want to get in bed by 10 o'clock so you can get a good eight hours of sleep during human hours instead of, you know, midnight to eight. You keep saying that you want that, but when we ask you why, you don't really know and you start guessing. You start saying things like, well, I think I just get involved with whatever I'm doing and I kind of forget, or maybe I think about it and I tell myself, well, just a few more minutes or something like that. And you're describing your theories. You don't really know. You have to make that unacceptable. Why? Why do you have to make that unacceptable? Because when we apply it to other things, it sounds insane. An example that I've used lots of times If you and I were really good friends, we're super good friends, you really care about me and we're hanging out at your house one day and I suddenly jump up out of my chair and run across a room and you go, what'd you do that for? I need a darn good reason, right? I need to say, well, I just got stung by a bee over there or there was a spider on my chair if I'm afraid of spiders or there was something over here that I needed really badly. But if I look at you and go, I don't know, I think maybe you're instantly going to be worried about me. You're instantly going to be thinking something's wrong with Jason. Is he having a stroke or is he losing his mind in some other way? Something's wrong. What's going on? And you would actually be concerned. The analogy sounds kind of funny, but in real life, it would be kind of terrifying. 
I know that if the roles were reversed, I would be really worried about you because you would have just literally taken an action. You did something. And I'm asking you why you did that thing. And your answer is, I don't know. That's a huge problem. When it comes to this self-care stuff, we have to make that a problem. We have to never let I don't know be acceptable. Now, understand that I'm not telling you to sit there and come up with the exact reason why you ate junk food because you're not going to be able to. The point is you're sitting there after the fact and you don't really know that needs to be a problem so that you don't allow that to happen again. And this is really about the definition of mindfulness. If you don't know and you're guessing after the fact, you weren't there. You weren't present. And if you're not present, you can't fix anything in that situation. Another analogy I've given lots of times, and I may have even given it in this podcast. I can't remember what I say and where because I say so many things in so many places, but I'm going to give it again anyway. I gesture with my right hand a lot when I'm talking. I'm gesturing with my right hand right now throughout this whole podcast. And if you asked me, hey, why do you gesture with your right hand? I'd say, well, I, I don't know. I just, you know, I just do. It, it, it helps me express myself or something. And if you said, how often do you gesture with your right hand? I'd go, oh, I do it all the time. Okay, no, but how many times today? Literally, when was the last time you did it? I'd go, I don't know. I just, I do it all the time. And what I'm basically telling you is I'm not there when I gesture with my right hand. I'm not present. But see, gesturing with my right hand doesn't hurt me. It doesn't cause me any problems. If I'm not present for that, I'm not going to continue to suffer. But you likely have a whole bunch of stuff in your life that does cause you to suffer that you're not there for. Things like, why do you eat junk food? Things like self-deprecation and social comparison and perfectionism, rumination that you don't catch until after the fact. It's over and then maybe you come to a place like this podcast, or if you're in Diligent Mind Self-Care with me, you come to the group and that's what gets you thinking about all of this meta thought stuff. And you go, oh yeah, I was really ruminating yesterday and you never caught it. You never caught it. You don't know. I don't know needs to be unacceptable. And that would apply as we're demonstrating here to all the times that you say, I don't know what's going on in my mind. I have no idea what I'm thinking, when I'm thinking it. Sometimes it really hurts me. And then downstream, I may acknowledge that I was hurting myself in my thoughts, but probably not. I probably just end up eating some junk food to feel better without ever really analyzing why I feel bad. I'm just going to say things like today was a bad day. And I don't even know that the reason that it was a bad day was because of the way I treated me. For me, this has been huge. The day that I decided that I don't know was going to be the biggest red flag that I could find, that was a good day. That was a day when things really started to turn around for me. It's not okay for me to say, I don't know. And I sometimes still say it. And it immediately means that I have something I need to keep an eye on. So I don't say, I don't know again. One more time for clarity. We're not saying that when you say, I don't know, you need to go back and figure out why and get to a place where you do know, because you're probably not going to be able to do that. All you're going to be doing is guessing. Now, doing that analysis is a good thing. Looking back and trying to figure it out. 
but don't like lock in and go, well, this is exactly what was happening because it might be different when you actually do the work instead of analysis, you do the work next time this comes up and you might find some pretty astonishing things and go, oh my gosh, I was sitting there abusing myself over this thing that happened today that in reality was about something that I did. It wasn't about me. It was about something that I did, an action that I took, not my identity. And the abuse that I was leveling on myself was useless. And this whole time, I just thought that I was just ruminating when really there was self-deprecation in there too, or identity issues in there too. I'm just giving you an example, but that's the kind of thing that can happen when you're actually present. So not knowing needs to be not okay. And I constantly encounter this in my career. People will come to me and they'll say things like, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And I always ask them, what does fail mean? Like, how can you fail at this? And what they always describe is quitting, not failing, quitting. And what that always means is that, you know, they came to my work trying to do the same thing they did before. They were hoping that this was going to change them into something that they will finally stop insulting in the mirror. They weren't actually doing self-care. This was just a new kind of diet in their mind. Because when this is self-care, it's just a grand experiment and there's no failing. You're going out and trying new things that you think will make your life better. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And when they don't, you get new data and you try something else based on the data that you have. And you do that literally until you die. It's a really hard concept for people to wrap their head around when there's a there that they're trying to get to. There's some destination. It's not self-care. It's I'm not going to be okay until I'm there. But when I ask those people about that failure, they never even wrap their head around the fact that they've always quit and that it wasn't actually self-care. They weren't living in the moment trying to just take really good care of themselves. It's, I don't know. I give up on myself all the time. I self-sabotage. In those situations, asking the question, well, why do you give up on yourself? Or why do you self-sabotage? Will almost always return an, I don't know. Or an, I don't know, I think that, and they just start guessing. You cannot say, I don't know, and have that be okay with you. You cannot. It has to be that red flag that says, well, if I even start to give up on myself or even start to self-sabotage next time, I need to know exactly why. I've decided to self-sabotage right now because this is the outcome that I want through this self-sabotage. When I self-sabotage, this will happen. Or I've decided to self-sabotage because I've decided that I actually don't really care about self-care. This isn't my thing, which is totally fine. Go live your life however you want. But the bottom line is that you have a reason. Who's driving the bus if you don't know? Who in the world is controlling you if you don't know? It is you. It's you. It's your thoughts that are driving that bus. You don't want to act like somebody who has a split personality. Somebody who sometimes wants this thing really bad and that at other times just swoops in and changes course. And then on the other side of that, you're going, I don't know what happened. I really do want self-care. As a matter of fact, I've been wrestling with myself and my body my whole life. I clearly really want this. How in the world do I not know why I stopped? How could that be a thing? Who, who stopped me then? Who came in here and threw the switch into the off position. Who was it? It has to be me. How in the world can I do something and not know why I did it? That can't be okay with you. If that is okay with you and you leave it okay with you, 
you are going to continue to struggle. This is where that mindfulness will play in. This is about mindfulness. It's the definition of mindfulness, as I said earlier. It is you knowing what is going on in your head and always making everything in your head make sense. That's another subject that's going to continue to come up as we continue to do this podcast. Everything in our heads need to make sense outside our heads. Share them with other people. Say them out loud. Write them down. And they make perfect sense. And again, we're going to go deeper on that later. But for right now, the I don't know part is the part that you really, really need to focus on. It's crazy to me how rampant it is. Virtually everybody that I've ever worked with at some point has said, I don't know about an action that they took. They did something and they don't know why. Imagine getting in your car, driving to the store and not knowing why you did that. It's not that you forgot. It's that you literally don't know. You don't know why you got in your car and drove to the store. That is something that cannot be acceptable for you. Now, that's an extreme example, and I'm being kind of facetious, but it's the same gist here. Get to a place where you never say, I don't know, and it will be far, far harder for you to do irrational things in the moment that you end up regretting. And that will be the day that you are weakless. So I really want you to take this seriously. I want you to take a hard look at this. This is one of the most important messages I will ever give you in this podcast. I don't know must be unacceptable. As usual, if you want to jumpstart on all of this stuff, dive into the Discomfort Zone workshop and uh, you'll get access to the Weakless Challenge, which is really where the magic starts to happen. And uh, the link is in the show notes. Otherwise, go kick this thing around. Take I don't know out of your life to the best of your ability. You're never going to completely win. I still do it sometimes too, but it has to mean, okay, I've got work to do. I am never going to say I don't know about this thing ever again. And eventually you run into so many of those situations where you've said, I don't know that you start to run out of them because you're actually doing the work. Do that and you'll be bulletproof. Your self-care will never slip again and you will be weakless. Spend some time with this. I know you'll get a lot out of it and we will talk soon. Take care.